It is 11-9-2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Dima Diva. Isa, here to talk about NXT 2.0. Lots to, lot to get into tonight. I mean, some stuff happened. There was some build. There were some things. There was an interesting moment that I don't think we have seen something referred to like we did tonight uh, on NXT, probably since maybe 2014, I'm going to guesstimate. Uh, but it was an interesting episode. Um, Alfred, what did you think of tonight? I actually thought from a wrestling standpoint, there were a lot of good matches on this show. Usually, you know, as much as we enjoy the show and all its quirkiness and whatnot, I do think that the week part of the show has been the wrestling from time to time. And that's understandable mm. because there's a lot of new people in there. Uh, and so they keep a lot of these matches short and whatnot. But I did feel like there were a couple of really good matches that uh, stood out to me on this show. So that's, I think this might've been collectively one of the better wrestling shows that we've seen on NXT 2.0. Issa? Yeah, I thought it was, a, it was an okay episode of NXT. I don't, I think wrestling wise, like Alfred said, was good, but was it must watch television? You missed this big angle if you didn't watch the show? No. Right. right. And now when is the next takeover? They're doing a takeover next, right? December 5th, Listen. the day after Jay-Z's birthday, and the day after my brother's oh. birthday, December 5th. Well, I'm ready go. to vent about this because that is not the way that we announce war games. I am extremely disappointed. <laughs> it is true. The Triple H era of NXT is officially over because if, if Regal doesn't come out and scream, war games, it's not real. It's not happening. You don't just put a video. Like, I feel disrespected as an NXT fan. Yeah. Mm. They really shouldn't have that pay-per-view until Regal comes out and does that. Yeah. It's not real until he says it. What's what's going on with Triple H? I feel like we're not getting a lot of updates about this. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be on the men for a little bit. I mean, uh, I know sure. that Road Dog, who used to run, like, SmackDown and then NXT, had a you know, similar condition with his heart, and he was out for several months. And uh, mm -hmm. so, you know, he's just going to ease his way back in, and I think he should take all the time uh, in the world because this is a very stressful job. You don't want to jump right back into, you know, NXT and being an executive at that level and all of his responsibilities. So I think it's going to be the Shawn Michaels show for maybe another month or two or, or however long until maybe even through the end of the year. Which is crazy to think about. What if Shawn Michaels is the uh, the, the creative genius behind Tony D'Angelo? Oh, he might be. Yeah, that Zion Quinn uh, segment where he was dancing to the heartbreak music, that, that had Shawn Michaels' fingerprints all over it. Yeah, yeah. So we got some news to get into before we dive into the show. We have some news to get into. First of all, let's talk about Monday Night Raw, which was down 1.5%. Four nine million viewers in the USA Network. Uh, long story short, that is not a good number. It's down eight point two percent from one point six eight nine million. Uh, looks like viewership started at about one point six and then fell to one point three seven three, which is pretty damn low for the final hour of Raw. Uh, you know, nothing much was really advertised on Raw, and uh, I didn't hate the show, but I just thought it was kind of a mediocre show. I thought they had a couple of matches that were way too long, and um, I don't know. I just did. I just did not think it really clicked for a lot of people. Clearly, uh, based on the ratings, Isa. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I didn't see a lot of advertise um, anything that would get anybody excited to tune in and watch the show. And um, yeah, there was an eight man tag match in that main event that went on for way way too long. When Biggie came out at like ten seventeen, I'm like, we're really gonna waste like the entire third hour on a match that we've seen that's going to end in some mm. kind of BS finish. I mean, yeah. love yeah. love the Kevin Owens heel turn, but that is not. And we just said that about NXT. That is not must-watch television. You know, you can you, you uh, once scroll through Twitter or the YouTube feed, and you're going to see that Kevin Owens turn heel. It's not worth three hours of people's time. To be honest with you, they have to figure out how to go back to that format where you have a story that's being told from the beginning until the end. And they tried to do that with Kevin Owens yesterday, but I didn't think it was enough to keep people interested. Kevin Owens going around telling people, "You believe me, right?" It's not going to keep me watching because that's not the Kevin Owens I want to see. It's true. One swallow does not a summer make. Uh, I watched uh, the Outsiders director's cut on 4K last night, and uh, I regret nothing. That was a much better use of my time. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe I should have been doing that. The Outsiders After, is where I, it's I, at, dude. I did, 
I did the Wrestling Inc. podcast last night, and I was so upset at Raw that I finally finished Squid Game afterwards, and oh. I'm very happy ah. I did that. I stayed up very late for it, but I absolutely love it. I think I'm going to give it a second watch. That's how much I like yeah, it. Yeah, they're going to have a season two, too. I mean, no necessarily spoilers, but I'm very excited for the prospects of season two. Oh, my God. I'm so mad that it took me so long to finish it. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I did pay attention to social media. I like that Liv Morgan is getting an opportunity, it looks like, and uh, enjoyed uh, uh, Becky and Seth looking like something out of the Hunger Games last night. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love Becky's yeah, outfit. They're from District so 1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they both looked uh, wild. And Seth even got you look super chance, and he handled those very well by roasting Louisville, Kentucky. But uh, I thought Becky was good. Becky's usually not very good on commentary, but I – I feel like she's toned down oh, and she's better at having right. a conversation on commentary. So she's much better. Yeah, I, I thought Becky was fun last night on commentary. Um, she got flustered a couple of times and, and like figure out her way out of the like the frustration. I really liked it. I would also say that I had a small pop when Corey Graves and Byron Saxton had their 24-7 <laughs> moment. Even though I oh, want yeah. to hate segments but i really really enjoyed that and yeah i agree Liv morgan getting an opportunity i think is great i just don't know that she's going to be able to beat becky so also makes you not get too invested in the moment mm. yeah and if, you, if you're gonna watch one thing on raw watch our truth holding hands with the referee and skipping down to the ring to go in the 24 7 <laughs> i laughed so yeah. hard at that oh man <laughs> i mean i like that Liv's getting an opportunity but it reminds me of like when tamina uh went up against bailey you know, it's like you kind of yeah. know where this is going to go, but hey, right. it's it's good. Uh, it's good, good for Liv. I mean, Liv, I think, is one of their more underutilized talents that's yeah. uh, been ready to, to graduate for quite some time. Yeah, I did think they did a good job with that five way. I know that they're going to start this in the Can They Coexist for Survivor Series, but they <laughs> set multiple storylines with this um, five way. You know, Doudrop came out and attacked Bianca. You had the storyline going with. Um, Carmela and Selena and Nikki Ash and Rhea, and then you set up Becky and Liv. They really did a good job at setting up multiple storylines with the women with that um, five-way. I wish they would have saved it for after Survivor Series because now why would we think that they're going to team up and defend the honor of Raw? Who wants to defend the honor of Raw at this point? I will probably lay down and let them pin me like Seth Rollins did last year. <laughs> <laughs> Team SmackDown, Nisa. <laughs> well, uh, Team Travel Lisa, Chief, thank you very much. Of course, yeah, Team Travel Chief. Uh, these stories you can, of course, find on the front pages of Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but can they coexist? A million dollar question. If pro wrestling was a the question, answer is no. I mean, the answer is like, no. <laughs> every time they tweeted out, some new member of the men's or women's team that just popped. I mean, how many times? What's the over under of how many times they're going to say this phrase between now and the end of Survivor Series? Oh, that might be a good bet. We should actually set that line. Let's say uh, five and a half over under. Oh, wow. Over on that? I think the over on that. I think we're going to hear it at least 10 times. Wow. I think over 10 times. Wow. Over 10. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna just take the other, but yeah, I can I can easily, especially with Survivor Series, especially next week alone, they're gonna have some of these matches where they're mixing and matching. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Wait, how long are we are we counting? Is it one episode or is it just a Survivor Series? Like, <laughs> I thought it was between now and no, between uh, now and Survivor we... Series, I think oh, we're gonna hear God. it. It's gonna be like a hundred times. I think Pat McAfee could say it probably five times in you know the course of a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and for each time phrasing the question, like it's the first time somebody's thought of this. <laughs> yes. You know, normally uh, Shotzi attacked uh, Sasha, but now can they coexist as a team on Survivor Series? You know, could Sasha I, coexist I, with Shotzi after being attacked by her on, on SmackDown? I don't think you heard me. Can they coexist? <laughs> well, it looks like uh, Xavier Woods is having trouble coexisting with WWE. A strange story here. Uh, the owner of Up, Up, Down, Down, very popular gaming channel on youtube xavier woods of course uh the founder of that channel but it is owned by wwe and uh, xavier woods does get a check to do this but apparently it is being reported that xavier woods is not being paid handsomely enough so some of the content creators behind up up down down 
are uh, not working out of solidarity with Xavier Woods to where they really haven't posted a lot of content in recent weeks. If you follow up, up, down, down, you haven't seen too much new content. Uh, this is, I guess, due to the fact that Xavier Woods isn't really being paid what um, they feel that he's owed. He's gotten a lot of people paid in terms of new jobs in creating this channel and building on this channel. Uh, and this is just kind of more of an extension of WWE's that third party rule where they're not letting people individually uh, monetize their own Twitch channels and whatnot, but they do work with some talents like Up, Up, Down, Down. But now we're hearing that uh, apparently Xavier Woods isn't really being paid as handsomely to do this. And uh, some of the creators behind the scenes are not very happy with that. What do you make of this story, Glenn? I mean, I wonder if this is part of the reason why he got King of the Ring they're trying to keep him happy because look, he's got the G4 gig. That was his, his dream job. I think video games clearly are such a passion for him. Look at the stuff he's doing. You know, even last night he was like live streaming DJ. Like I was up at two in the morning, like he's live streaming DJing uh, on, uh, on Twitter last night. Um, I mean, I think that he clearly cares about the wrestling business and he clearly is having a great time, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he's got so much to offer and if they're not going to compensate him, you know, you can make the argument when you're not doing something professionally that exposure is a worthwhile trade-off and that they're giving him a platform and a chance to showcase and diversify these talents. But at a certain point, you have to pay people what they're worth and for what they're bringing to the table. And I don't care if they're, you know, doing uh, YouTube series, if they're doing podcasts, you know, if you're doing additional work above and beyond the Call of Duty, uh, no pun intended, to create content for WWE <laughs> – I think you should be compensated for that. That should be part of your downside guarantee at the very least. I mean, yeah, in my opinion, uh, there's got to be some frustration, not just with pay, but with WWE releasing some of the people that are oh, major yeah. players on Up, Up, Down, Down. I personally have barely watched it since the since Adam Cole and Tyler Breeze haven't been a part of it. They were such a huge part of the reason why I tuned into. The party up, up, down, down. So, yes. So, in addition to maybe not getting compensated the right way, WWE has released a big chunk of the people that really make up, up, down, down, you know, a lot of fun. And I know that some of them tend to show up here and there, but it's not the same thing knowing, you know, the situation right now. And I mean, Tyler Breeze is doing very well for himself uh, now on Twitch, and Adam Cole has always been very successful. So, I hope they get it figured out because you can tell that this is something that Xavier Wood is extremely passionate about. I just wish that there should have been a different kind of negotiating in regards to compensation as the channel continued to grow because he sold it to WWE quite a few years back. So I wonder what the deal was in that and if he was supposed to get more compensation with the channel growth or not. I don't know. I would assume that he's a smart businessman, but there should be some kind of clause that states, hey, if the channel grows to a certain level, this is what I get out of it. I'm not too sure. But listen, it's a good thing that he has all these other creators packing him up on this. Yeah, it really is. And if you're one of the people who want to see Xavier Woods get his money, and I'm definitely one of them, I don't think it bodes well for him if you see WWE, like you said, Issa, going through all these releases. They're cutting every corner in terms of all their cost cutting. And Keith Lee just came out and said that he had to pay all of his own medical bills. So if if they're, if he's paying his own medical bills, I don't think that bodes well for them to just kind of hand a raise to Xavier Woods, uh, even if he does uh, deserve it, which I think he does. So I, I don't think that um, if he continues barking up this tree, it's something that he's going to get from wwe given the mind state that they're in right now which is really yeah. cost efficient unfortunately it's weird Sorry, man. the chat said up up down down 2.0 in a couple of months and that oh, is yeah. freaking hilarious <laughs> <laughs> left right left right it's not funny but it is because i can see it happening <laughs> it could get a mm -hmm. bunch of colors the, the paint on that yeah oh, it's no. gonna be uh you know ridge holland and uh you know, like they're just gonna get like whoever they can they can uh, round up for, it. and it's gonna be like really really lame. Like they're not gonna understand the magic of it or what made it special. Yeah. Um, and they'll be only playing WWE games, you know, or yeah. sponsor games. So it'll be like Rocket League, Rocket League. And how come? Here's what I don't know. Like I'm I'm a recurrent Fortnite player. I'm shocked WWE has not done a deal with Fortnite. To yeah. me, that's like such a glaring omission in the state of modern licensing. It does sound Agreed, like it would but it's such a, 
it's such an oversaturated market, especially when it, it was hot. It's almost like saying I have a wrestling podcast. Like there's so yeah. many content creators like targeting Fortnite. I actually gave up up down down credit because they put me onto a lot of games or they were doing things that not a lot of gaming channels are yeah. doing, which made which made them a lot more interesting than watching the same thing that you see every other gaming channel do. Yeah, I mean, but you're telling me if Roman Reigns was a viable skin in Fortnite, hey, he wouldn't just. First of all, know. first of all, in Up, Up, Down, Down, we refer to him as the merchandise. Thank you very much. <laughs> 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 Roman Reigns is a Call of Duty kind of guy. What? I said you got all their code names down and everything. All their games. Well, yeah, down. I love Up, Up, Down, Down. Yeah, so it's, uh, um, this makes me sad. This makes me sad. But Roman Reigns is a Call of Duty kind of guy, which I appreciate because that's my favorite game. Yeah. Uh, okay, what else do we got? I hope they figure it out and get that man paid. Pay that man! Come on, pay that man. He's the king now. The king no, he's gonna, makes he's, the rules. He's going to leave and start left, right, left, right, BA start. I'd be down with that. <laughs> I think I think it might be better <laughs> than that. That sounds, that sounds like a fatality move on Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. It's, the next, it's <laughs> the next iteration of the up, up, down, down. Okay, our final story for Wrestling Inc. Uh, are you guys ready? For a Bray Wyatt yes. horror movie, his next move as Wyndham Rotunda will be in a Hollywood movie. Looks like Jason Baker, who collaborated with him on that great, iconic Fiend mask, is now working with uh, Bray Wyatt, and they're going to do a horror movie. And I'm all for it. Issa? I, I want to say that I said it on this podcast that when, you, when oh, yeah. we were talking about what Bray Wyatt should do next, I said he should go into horror movies. So you know I am ready for this. I, I mean, the people that he worked with for his special effects are not the kind of people that may be type type of horror movies. These are very known names in the horror industry. So I'm very excited for it. There's not a lot of details other than they'll be filming in Tennessee. I think at the end of next month or at the end of yeah. November is when they're going yeah. to start. Regardless, super excited. I think he's so creative and, and a lot of the things that he did really reminded me of some of my favorite horror movies. So I'm mm -hmm. here for this version of Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I'm excited to see where what happens with this. I think it could be good. I think uh, and now's a good time, man. Horror movies have been having like a resurgence. Yeah. And, uh, so many different outlets right now for it. So no, I think this could be great. Yeah. And I he's kind of teasing that it's going to be something that WWE fans and Bray Wyatt are going to like and horror movie fans. So maybe they are. I mean, he said it's going to be completely different. It's not like they can use the theme. Yeah. You know, only WWE can make money off of all that red hot merchandise that he came up with. But I'm sure whatever he comes up with is going to be great. And maybe they'll tie it into wrestling somehow. Yeah. It'll be exciting. What else we got? Anything else? That is our final news story. You can find stories like this on WrestlingInc.com. So Wrestling Inc. has news. It's not just podcasts that are 90% about things other than wrestling. Yeah, it's not just us. I just I found that out. It's just, it's us and news. Oh, interesting. Interesting. On the interweb. <laughs> uh, but can we so, coexist for the next hour? Can, can we coexist can for we the next hour? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh <laughs> Yeah, this was a good wrestling show. There were some good matches tonight at NXT. I mean, okay, so we've got three episodes between now and War Games. Interesting, so they call it War Games, not TakeOver War Games, just War Games, right? Yeah, TakeOver, I think, is dead. I, I don't <gasps> think we've heard that at all. I think it's just going to be the pay-per-view names. They're removing TakeOver from the branding of NXT. Did Jay-Z threaten to sue? Maybe. <laughs> One of the greatest diss tracks of all time. Better than Ether. You can't tell me anything different. It was better than Ether. Oh man, wow. I need to watch Jay Z Unplugged uh, again. Oh yeah, which is on. I, I think I mentioned this in the podcast. Like, it's not on YouTube, but if you search, I think someone uploaded like a VHS copy to like Vimeo or something like that. Oh really? That sounds about right. Yeah, but I was stoked because I, I have this. You ever get this fake memory? I'm like, I could swear they released it on DVD, but I can't find it anywhere. So it's like I was stoked to see it again. I mean, Jay Z Unplugged mm -hmm. is like one of the best hip hop experiences ever. It's awesome. awesome. So good. So good. It is. Um, so we opened tonight with Toxic Attraction versus Io Shirai, Casey Cananzaro, and Caden Carter. Uh, Toxic Attraction getting the win. Issa, what did you think of this match? I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a fun opener, and I like seeing them put all of their like put the push behind Toxic Attraction because we have seen so much 50-50 booking lately on NXT that I was just worried that Toxic Attraction was going to fall 
under that category of 50-50 booking. They're not doing that. I think Mandy Rose is really, really delivering week after week. I I, I didn't, I wasn't sure about her in NXT and I'm really getting behind her and, um, you know, Toxic Attraction overall is stable. I, I've been praising or wanting to see a powerful female stable and I think this is it. Really would like to see EO eventually just branch out of the tag division and go back to singles wrestling just because I just miss her in the singles division. Yeah. But I really thought this was a fun opening match. And once again, um, NXT opens with the women. And this has been this has been a, a thing for weeks now where they're putting, you know, their, their opening has gone to the women, specifically Toxic Attraction. So again, goes to show you that they're really, really behind them right now. Definitely. There's a lot of like rising stables and wrestlers in NXT, whether it's Carmelo Hayes or Braun Breaker, who's now on tour with WWE, but they're building the show around toxic attraction. Like this is the A act that is like carrying the show because they had this segment. They, we saw them later on tonight and they really kind of put a lot into the production of toxic attraction to kind of convey the fact that they're these big stars that you, and obviously they have all the belts. And so I think they're doing a good job showcasing that. And I just couldn't help but think that this is a tale of two wrestlers in terms of Mandy Rose going one way and Io Shirai going the other where mm. once upon a time Io was literally unbeatable she'd clean out the division multiple times and now it's just she's just kind of there and it's uh you know kind of a waste of such great talent but it is good to see I guess toxic attraction kind of um, you know rise on NXT 2.0 mm-hmm. it's good I mean I'd be remiss though you know if I didn't mention that it does feel a little less exciting the direction it's going and now that we don't have frankie monet in the company anymore now that we don't have ember moon he's cuts yeah. the women's roster like i i almost worry that toxic attraction is getting this push and i think all these women are very talented but i think they're getting this push because it fits the mold of what they think is going to attract this younger demographic definitely you know and it's still good it's still good they're starting to the show this was a great match but it definitely is a change from the diversity of looks that we've seen in yeah. nxt's women's division yeah, there was a lot of the releases that were really shocking, but I, I think Ember and Frankie Monet are too that. Every time I think about him, it just hurts. It just hurts a little, especially Frankie. I was just such a big fan and feels so unfair. Why did you bring her? And and I know that we all three of us went back and forth questioning the booking because it just felt like she had no direction. And obviously they were, never took her as a serious player in the game. Otherwise, she would still be there. So, yeah, yeah agreed. Agreed. We're gonna feel the, We're going to feel them missing here eventually. And that being said, like, you know, I've been a fan of Mandy Rose since Tough Enough. I think she this is a great look for her. I think, uh, you know, the most notable thing she probably did before this. I mean, the feud with Sonya Deville never really got off the ground for a variety of reasons. Obviously, that were neither yeah. woman's fault. Um, but I think that, you know, the stuff with Otis was probably her high point prior to this. This is good. But it definitely seems like, okay, if they have a problem where the average NXT watcher is, you know, watching from his nursing home, uh, you know, uh, somewhere because he's, he's that old. He can't even get up to change the channel. He was just watching, you know, Suits and then NXT came <laughs> on after. Uh, it seems Toxic Attraction definitely seems like, okay, this is going to get us some younger male viewers in that AEW demographic or perhaps even younger. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this is what they want in terms of these are young viewers who watch wrestling. So do they want, you know, just women in terms of looks wise or or do they want women wrestling? I don't know what goes through the minds of WWE executives when they're trying to nip and tuck to see what they can do to attract, quote unquote, younger viewers. But that does seem like a kind of cheap way to go there. It's working, though, for now. I think it's where they take it from here. And I think what they really need to do with this, I think Mandy versus Io Shirai, uh, would be a great feud. I think they're giving it a couple different directions it can go in. But I do think because of that, like Toxic Attraction, the quality of their run is going to really depend on the quality of the feuds that they're in. And yeah. they really need to figure out some interesting right. ways to build this from here. Agreed. Uh, but a good opening, you know, and I, like I said, I'm still mm-hmm. still a little high on seeing them with uh, all the titles in yeah. the women's division in NXT. So uh, we go from this to our first Tony D'Angelo mention of the night. Uh, yes. Dunn being asked about Tony D'Angelo and what he said on Lashing Out last week. And I was trying to figure out, like, is this happening? Are they building something between these guys? Like, what's going on? Um, in terms of uh, Tony D'Angelo versus... I mean, they're not because they announced another match for him next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but you have to remember, he called everybody out. So at this point, I would expect everybody to to kind of like try to come for him because he he had no fear. That's what That's the Tony that we love. He doesn't care who comes for him. He's ready for them. So if Pete Dunne is one of them, I feel bad for Pete. 
Oh, man. Could you imagine if they give us, like, for the next year, just Tony D'Angelo versus everyone, and we get some interesting circumstances? You know, like Pete Dunne, you know, uh, maybe has some trouble finding his way to the venue. You know, uh, some different things happen. But Tony gets all these wins through a variety of circumstances. Mafia's his way into the NXT Championship. I'd be down for that. You know, like I can't wait for him to send um, Pete Dunne, like, somebody's finger next week. (laughs) Because you know how Pete Dunne likes to break people's fingers? I would assume that he's going to get a frozen finger, like, some creepy stuff like that. See, I was just thinking, like, maybe his trash doesn't get picked up. But, wow, Issa's really going for it, you know? <laughs> oh, I choose violence when he, every time. When he Sorry. faces Braun Breaker, he should send Braun Breaker, like, his dad's headset from the, the ear Yo. muscle he used to wear <laughs> to show him that he means business. Yes. It's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. Uh, so, yeah, so we had this in the setup, the main event tonight. Um with uh, Trick and Carmelo coming out and, uh, yeah, setting up that match with Don for later in the evening. We saw Toxic Attraction overlap with Kaylee Ray, which uh, we'll talk about in a minute, but we've got some super chats. Hojo Tugo Bolinski, $5. <laughs> Alfred Packer finds impossible Odell Beckham Jr. as a Packer. What's up? Listen, uh, I-, I love OBJ coming to Green Bay. Uh, the Packers are the team of destiny. The Aaron Rodgers thing does disappoint me, but nobody in sports, in the history of sports, maybe outside of Michael Jordan, is better when they're pissed off. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be really pissed off at all these shots people keep taking at him, and he hasn't lost a start since week one. We are going 14-2 and and winning the Super Bowl. 15-2, and rather. And I'm very excited about it. Packers over Bills in the Super Bowl. Come on over, OBJ. The water's fine. Speaking of shots, Nightmare Knee, $10, saying, first of all, no, Alfred. No Vaseline by Ice Cube is the greatest diss track of all time. Second, I just can't get into this candy-coated abomination of what NXT used to be. No Vaseline's pretty freaking good. Top five. I wouldn't say greatest of all time. i put it in the top five, though. It's amazing. It still holds up. Yeah. I mean, so what would be in the top five diss tracks? So I think uh, – Got to put either def- in there. No Vaseline. Okay, I'm going to go a little obscure with this. I'm going to go Eminem and D12's Quitter. Oh, I love oh, that. And then they I love that. The, That's a great choice. Yeah. I actually like hit it better up, than Hit'em Up. Be there. I like yeah. Hit'em Up, but I actually like Quitter better. I think the yeah. way they played on is uh, clever. And uh, I'm going to go uh, uh, LL's first response to cannabis. Yeah. That's good. Was that Which Rick, was uh, likely, likely ghostwritten by Eminem, if you believe it. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Might have been ghostwritten by cannabis, for all we know. <laughs> What if that was all work? Oh my God, you're blowing my mind. <laughs> that's, that's a good list. No, I'll go take over. You know, Eminem had a couple. His diss against Mariah Carey was pretty dope too. The warning when that came out. I wouldn't yeah. say that's an all-time diss, but that was a pretty fun diss. Oh man, do people still do diss records? I still really? like Takeover. Oh yeah. I Are you kidding me? Back to back won a Grammy. Takeover okay. on my top five, me personally. I, I love that song. Oh man. I miss a good – the problem is now I listen to disc records and I'm like, I have no clue who this person is talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now you put on you put on the real Roxanne and I understand. Oh, yeah. You know, it all makes sense. I know educated rapper. You know, I know Kango Kid. I understand. Dr. Rice, it all makes sense. Um, so we had Kaylee Ray versus Saray tonight and a meaningful look with Kaylee Ray and Toxic Attraction. Yep, it's direction. That could be that could be a great feud, Kaylee versus Mandy. I'm into that. Yeah, I think it could be a good yeah. match. I think they need to do more with Kaylee in terms of convincing me to get behind her because she's very talented, but they're not really telling a lot about her. I, you know, that you say that, Issa. What do you think of that? Do you feel like they're sort of overestimating our familiarity and uh, affinity yeah. for her? One thousand percent. I still don't know anything about her. I do not no. watch NXT UK. And I, I, in the time that she's been there, I'm, I'm not familiar with her. I don't have a reason to get behind her, and which stinks because I thought their match tonight was so good. Probably one of the best women matches we've seen in a long time in NXT, yeah. in my opinion. So the match was great, but I wasn't rooting for her. Like, what does that tell you, you know? And and another thing is, like, when she first came into NXT, she came out and called out Raquel, who was the champion, and then, like, kind of, like, I took, like, a detour. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened there. And so it completely went in a different direction. So I felt like, okay, well, we can forget about her. 
I, they need to do a better job at telling her story or making making us more familiar with her because in the ring, she can go. Or if you don't want to tell us about it, then let her have matches like she did tonight in order to get her to get over because that match was intense. It was a lot of fun. I could not keep my eyes off of it. But as far as um, Kylie Ray goes, I'm not rooting for her when she's out there. And that's an issue. Yeah, completely hit the nail on the head. That's that's my thing with her too. Is like I I like her wrestling, but why should I care? Why should I be rooting for her as the babyface? Is she even a babyface? Sarai is uh, you know a big, especially to me. I was cheering for Sarai to win that match, uh, knowing that you know they're going in another direction. But I have no reason to get behind Kaylee Ray, and I hope they change that. Yeah, yeah, and for what it's worth, I was pre-gaming before NXT today, and when I was like previewing the matches, a lot of the people in my own chat, when I was doing my own show, were talking about how they were rooting for Sarai tonight. So it's not just us that feel this way. Yeah. They have not made Kylie Ray um, kind of like relatable in NXT for you to root for her. And you completely made um, Doodrop, somebody that I was actually familiar with, not watching NXT UK. You completely made it look like NXT UK didn't, um, matter and people are right. still behind her somewhat and you're not doing that here there's a disconnect and I, th I think there's still time to turn it around especially after that match tonight but every time she's out there I just don't find myself rooting for her um, so Kaylee won versus Saray and then oh we got more uh, MSK on the road and tonight a 420 they've been walking for a week bro I know <laughs> is, is it RVD who's going to turn out to be their mentor with the 420 I reference I really hope <laughs> Because they got away with a lot yeah. of them. There are a lot of references to weed on this. And we were talking about this. I don't know if it was us or maybe before when it was the NXT AEW, what MSK stands for. And I do think it legitimately stands for marijuana smoking kids. If like yeah. it's legit. But now it's like stands for whatever and they never tell you. It's must see kids, Alfred. Come on, please. Okay. This is a family show. It's a so family then this show. is going to be their mentor then. No, it's going to be Riddle. It's going to be either The Miz or Riddle. We'll see. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so after that, what was next? Oh, uh, Joe Gacy. Yeah. <laughs> Boa versus Joe Gacy. Uh, Boa got DQ. What was that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, wild, um, man. <laughs> I couldn't what, go with them. What's with the lights? What's with the lights? They did the same thing they did to Demon Balor here. What what's yeah. going on? Is this like a random thing that happens in to professional wrestlers, or are they just moving on? Remember, we talked about this recycling gimmicks. Yeah, <laughs> they were yeah. like, "Well, this didn't work for the demon, so let's give it to Boa." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just with Joe Gacy, I was never a fan to start with, but the fact that they're not evolving this, they're not taking it up a notch. They're not doing anything yeah. to make this interesting. I mean, he just can't get off the TV fast enough for me. Right. And they're really pulling back on the, you know, on the messaging that they had previously. So now he's just kind of a weird guy who is, is happy sometimes, but it's not legitimate because you can tell the smile is forced or whatnot. And I don't know where they're going with him and Harland, um, who was not on the show tonight, but, uh, I mean, they're, I was they're, going to they say that. Kind of I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, they're telling a whole different know. story every week because Harlem wasn't there. So here's the real question. Jacket time. The best tag team name of all time or the worst tag team name of all time? Oh, closer to the best. I love that name. Issa? I don't love it. I don't love it. I just well, want them to take them more seriously, and, and, and okay. this is not going to help them. Okay, so here's my thought. HBK is backstage smoking weed with MSK, which he thinks <laughs> is hilarious, and he's just giggling, <laughs> jacket time. Get it? Jacket time? <laughs> what wears a jacket when a time machine guy? It's jacket time. Jacket time. Take off your pants and jacket. <laughs> no about all that. Hey, they should have stopped the whole show when they took off Ikemanjiro's jacket. I seriously <laughs> consider that to be like a religious, biblical level of offense to take that man's jacket off. That is not okay. I think they need to wear different, more outrageous jackets every time. They should be like the Fashion Police 2.0. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Maybe I just like these two guys in a tag team so much. That Love these two guys. Yeah. Because right, I like Ikemanjiro's like, you're Japanese, I'm Japanese. It was like this very self-aware <laughs> thing about WWE voice tag team sometimes. 
<laughs> but yeah. uh, I, I really do like these guys together. I agree, Issa, that I'd like them to be more serious. But Ikemajiro is such a great comedy character that unfortunately it's the gift and the curse in WWE. If you're good at comedy, you get shoehorned and you just become a comedy guy. You know what? Fun fact, but not really fun fact. I wanted to dress up as him for our dress up show, but I literally could not find a jacket loud enough, and I didn't want to. De- like I didn't want to do him on justice. I was like, I can't do it. I could not find a jacket that would live up to you know to him. So I didn't do it. <laughs> Here's the thing about the launch of this gimmick. So we get this, and then they lose to the Creed brothers. Yeah. Like WWE booking 101. If you got a new gimmick and you don't win. Your DOA, man. It's over. Yeah. And it's like Kushida is the, it's not like they're both comedy guys. Kushida is like the serious guy who's an accomplished wrestler. Even Wade Barrett spoke to the fact that he's dragging Kushida down. And so now that he's in this tag team and they lose week one, listen, I love the Creed brothers and it's good that they won, but I, that's not the move in terms of this tag team that you're now setting up and they just lose right away to this audience are going to be seen as losers. Yeah. Yeah, and then why have them lose to them and then give them the week back, the win back? Like this 50 50 booking is, is dumb. Yeah. Should have never beat him in the first place. Agreed. So Raquel Gonzalez riding in on a motorcycle was pretty badass. Yeah. She's so badass. Fit like Thanks. a glove. I loved it. Kodakai comes out laughing. Kodakai gets attacked by Cora Jade. Gonzalez. Gets into it. Where does this go from here? Triple threat? Doesn't look like it. It lo- Because it looks like Raquel Gonzalez has an understanding with Cora Jade as baby oh. faces that she's going to let me handle Dakota Kai first. Maybe it gets to the point where Cora Jade comes in and interferes and costs her the match or something like that and we spin off. Um, right. But I think maybe Cora Jade is going to step aside for now. Right, I agree. I don't see Cora Jane becoming involved here. I, I I had appreciation for that little moment that uh, Raquel and Mandy have backstage where, you know, like just kind of showing that Raquel is not done with the NXT title, but she wants to take care of her issues with Dakota Kai first. So it goes to show you that that, that field might still not be over because I don't see Raquel as the kind of girl that would, or champion that would just let her title go and never worry about it again. Yeah, um, yeah I, see, I see Cora Jane kind of stepping aside and we're going to see um, something here between Dakota and Raquel, probably maybe the final, or maybe they go three. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I am curious in, for this field to continue. I thought they had a great title match when they did have it. So I'm looking forward to seeing them wrestle again. Um, so Andre Chase, <laughs> Chase University. Is this better or worse than Duke Hudson's poker room? Oh, that's a tough question. Alfred, you go really? first. I think it's better. I mean, it's a low <laughs> bar, but I do think it's better. I, I do. I did get a chuckle out of the B-roll of like the community college students. Like it was like one of those virtual brochures that they do. Uh, but the acting isn't the greatest. And I don't like how, you know, because he gets the cuss and stuff like that, but it doesn't mean anything. It, it, he just, just kind of cusses for the sake of cursing. Uh, but I do think these are better and, and they are have more promise than what... Uh, Duke Hudson's doing because he lost the first time he had a poker game. It's his gimmick and he lost. So why do I care about him? I know. Uh, and we got flashbacks, shots of Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson in the poker room. We had Rue Fang versus Cameron Grimes tonight. Cameron Grimes getting a win. After what confronted flash? by Duke Hudson. Yeah. Next week, poker showdown in the ring. <laughs> I love Cameron Grimes, but why are they doing this to him? I mean, do you prefer him doing this, or do you want him to get the makeover and cut his hair and shave so he can go find love? I mean, I don't know, man. The poker thing's pretty bad. And it was funny, the audience was like, you and me in the ring. And they were like, yeah. And they're like, in a poker showdown. And they were like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. This is one of the few good examples of WWE forgetting something. And it's a good thing. Like, I think they just dropped that thing cold or they forgot about it or whatnot. And I hope they don't remember it because I don't want to see Cameron Grimes with a makeover. I hope they just move on from whatever they were planning on doing with Cameron Grimes getting all these ladies and whatnot. Oh, you don't uh, think it's going to be like in the, the blue collar comedy tour and like David Allen Greer is going to take him out and dress him in pimp suits, which no, that, how was that acceptable? Happen. That was 20 <laughs> years ago. How was that the height of comedy? 
<laughs> I think Cameron Listen, Grimes unfortunately gets his ass kicked next week, and they just put him through a poker t- table, and mm. you know. Uh, I think we'll Tony see. D'Angelo comes out and steals all the, all the poker chips. Yeah. And gives them to girls backstage to go buy themselves something nice. <laughs> I'm just saying, you could have up to 20% of the show be Tony D'Angelo, and I think people would, would really be thrilled. I think that That's wouldn't be overdoing like. it. Two picture in picture. It. Picture in picture, Tony D'Angelo at all times. Even the TikTok follow thing he his tonight. every move. Follow <laughs> his every move everywhere. I need to see him having dinner with his family. I need to see him preparing for his match. I need to see him going shopping. I need to see him buying that dead fish. I need to see everything that Tony D'Angelo does. But it's like how the Big Brother live feed. They should have a Tony D'Angelo yes. live feed. We can look at him all the time. He's got. Uh, this is not kidding. This is not hyperbole. This is not no no ironic take. If you look at social media's reaction. I, I actually dare say more people tonight were saying, where's Tony? What's going on with Tony? Then people yeah. say on SmackDown where they're like, what's going to happen with Roman tonight? Because we know Roman is likely going to close. Wait, wait. The- no, no, no. You're <laughs> You're Roman well, usually, no, no. Cause Roman usually opens and closes every show. If you're watching a SmackDown episode, you say, what's going on with Roman? You know, you're going to see the big dog at the end of the night. Travel chief's going to come out, take care of business. You know, they're sending you home with that. But with Tony, because we don't know. We don't know when he's going to appear on the show. More people are speculating and, dare I say, thirsting for it because he is consistently, consistently a top three, if not number one moment of NXT 2.0 every week. Yes. I mean, you're not wrong. I, I think that's not putting him in a major field. Maybe that was a smart move about him calling everybody out last week because now yeah. you have Pete Dunne talking about him. You have, you know, Dexter Loomis going against him next week. I love the idea that he could be facing everyone. You don't put him in a major field, then you really don't know at what point of the show we're going to see him. Yeah, it's a good point. I think yeah. he's going to win against Dexter Loomis. I think uh, maybe, you know. I think so too. <laughs> I would love that. That is hilarious. Deadpool Party wants Me to see too. Tony D'Angelo do a duet with D'Angelo. <laughs> Close on, please. Close on. But that would be a, a fun duet. If Tony D'Angelo needs any help figuring out TikTok, I will gladly help him figure out how he can like do a duet with himself. Just saying. <laughs> I love how Tony D'Angelo's TikTok tonight was like, he was giving you a highlight reel. Those could have been separate yeah. TikToks, but he was like, I'm just going to give you like 60 seconds of everything. <laughs> fantastic i'm following him tonight. two hours of tony d'angelo make it happen nxt yeah i'm not even on tiktok i'm getting on tiktok there you go <laughs> make sure you follow my happen. dog please I, I'll, I'll hook it up it's china spying on us with tiktok that's been my reluctance I thought for some reason it was like an overseas like spyware. There was security. Concerns. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't like. I thought they were gonna take it away for a period of time, right? They were yeah. gonna ban it, and in the final hour, they were able to come up with a deal and bring it back. When it comes to some things, I'm a little like drunk uncle, where it's like I just see it headlines and I just remember like little details. Of it. Yeah, that's what I remember of TikTok. <laughs> um, but uh, Solo Sokoa versus LA Knight versus Grayson Waller. Solo Sokoa got a win. I mean, this guy looks so main roster ready. It's almost, you have to suspend disbelief to believe that he's on this show and what they are now treating as a developmental brand. Oh, and that's what I wanted to say earlier. With Braun Breaker, they did something with him tonight that we have not seen on NXT since like 2014, like when Bo Dallas won that tournament, what was it, to get in the Rumble or something, like in early NXT, where Braun Breaker was like, I was on tour hanging with the veterans and picking up some tips, like, they were making these guys look like this was NXT was rookie year. They have not done this in over five years in NXT. Yeah, right. yeah there's a clear pecking order. And I, I really do think he's on the fast track. I would be surprised if he didn't show up by the night after WrestleMania. I really do think that they're going to kind of earmark him for a few months ago. Yeah, the Rumble could be something, too. I think that they I can just... see him, even if you just tease him at the Rumble and then he shows up the night after Mania. Because sure. remember how they used to debut NXT people that way? They wouldn't necessarily debut, but they would have a spot at the Rumble and they would yeah. get to yeah. shine. I can see them giving them a nice robe at the Rumble and then having show up the night after Mania. He is definitely on the fast.
fast track. They even had him doing the VIP meetups for, you know how people can buy the oh, VIP yeah. for the house show? Yeah, they yeah. had I saw a couple of pictures on my Instagram timeline and they had yeah. him doing the meetups right next to the champions, which was, he looked so funny because they had like Charlotte Flair, I don't know who else, and Damian Priest, like they all had their belts and then there's Ron Breaker at the end <laughs> with no belt. But then the fans had their belts too, so he was literally the only person with no belt and I was like, there's the NXT guy. <laughs> but the fact that he's even doing the meetup with fans like it really goes to show you they're very high on him and as they should be. yeah yeah but you know i actually think solo sokoa could hit the main roster before brum breaker i agree but you have to be very careful of where you put him because of the blood yeah i mean he's obviously part of the family so it's like don't bring him up onto unless he's going that way or he's going against like you have to build a storyline for him because the same way he doesn't belong in NXT it's almost so telling where he belongs in the main roster that if you're not ready for him there then keeping in NXT yeah I mean if he's going to be on the same brand as a bloodline then I think the only thing for him to do there is a bloodline but he could be on another show without having you just they just need to keep him as far away as possible if they're not going to put them together but I, I do think that he can use a, you know a few more months or so uh, in NXT in terms of just killing people because that seems to be working for him. I think people are really starting to connect with him. He looked so good in this match tonight. Grayson Waller yes. uh, took the pin, which was interesting. Yeah. No, no, no it was LA Knight. Uh, Wait, was it LA Knight? Yeah, that was very... Sorry. Oh, that's right. He locked Waller. LA Knight. Okay, that's even more interesting because yeah. I see for a second mm-hmm. I misread that. Misremembered it because with LA Knight, man, LA Knight's very quickly going into the Samoa Joe like player coach role. Yeah. Yes. Which is crazy because remember like a year ago, everyone was like, oh no, he's the next NXT champion. Yeah, it did seem like they I were kind of was... striking him. Yeah, I was just going to say, I thought he was going to get called up, not even NXT champion. I thought he was going to come right up when his um, million dollar title program was over. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the high point of the night, which was Mackenzie backstage with Indy Harwell and Persia Parada. Talking about how close they were to winning the titles at <laughs> Halloween Havoc, and Tony D'Angelo interrupt, said Indy's husband, Dexter Loomis, has been ducking him, along with Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, and some others. And D'Angelo mentioned that he was going to beat up Dexter next week, and he handed Indy a dead fish and gave Persia some money as a way to send a message to Dexter Loomis. <laughs> He'll get the message. He'll get a message. <laughs> message. <laughs> I want Dexter Loomis literally... To, to, I want the match to start and where's Dexter? And then I want Dexter to run out actually wearing cinder blocks, cement shoes into the <laughs> ring, soaking wet. <laughs> no, they really should take advantage of that. All, all this mafia ties that he has, he should be using these in his matches to win. I would love that. Yeah. He's got to he have bring some people from the. He should bring some people from the fish market, sit him in front row, and have him throw that fish at freaking um, Dexter Loomis oh, in the middle yes. of the match. Just do it. That would be amazing. Like that. <laughs> yes. But I don't think they should. I, I think it should be circumstantial things. Like I think giving him like brass knuckles would be a mistake. Don't make him look like an overt yeah, heel. Yeah. Sure. Play him like he thinks he's a baby face, but circumstantially behind the scenes. But Tony's got plausible deniability and an alibi for all of it. Right. I like that. That that's that's gangsters and stuff. That's exactly that's what how you do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this guy's the best. Yeah, this guy's then, the best part of NXT. How um. What's... And then he talked about Indy going back in the market after he kills Dexter Loomis. How awesome was that? <laughs> Shoot a shot, too. <laughs> the disrespect. Oh. <laughs> this was so good. And, like, I could have I could have had an hour more of this tonight, and I would not have been bored. Yeah. I'll be very interested to see if they put him over in Dexter. I think they will, but... Oh, yeah. At the same time, because it'll tell me a lot. Like, if they have him lose, then it'll mean, oh, he's just kind of a comedy guy. We're going to go. But I really do think he should win. I think they know, man. I think, I mean, look, has he missed a show since his debut? I think, uh, I mean, I would have done something every week. Yeah, I think they've been watching. There was one show that he missed. Like, there was one week that that they didn't do anything with him. Because I remember we complained about it. Was he on Halloween (laughs) Havoc? They showed him on Halloween Havoc, right? He did something. Yeah, yeah, they showed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, they always have something. Whether it's a video package, whether it's a quick segment with him backstage, they always show him. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, this guy is so money. Um, 
Erica Jan versus Electro Lopez. Electro Lopez got a pretty simple win there. But then what happened after this with Zion Quinn coming out? Where's Santos Escobar? Was he on the UK tour or something? Why Where has he, he been? Nope. Nope. It's like she's the new leader of Legado del Fantasma. Yeah. I like Electro Lopez, but I mean, Santos Escobar needs to be in the mix there. But the tension tonight, you, you could feel it. The tension between Zion Quinn and Electro Lopez as he rejected her offer to join Legado del Fantasma. Of course, uh, fisticuffs ensued, but this this was I, I was I'm intrigued by this angle. This seemed a little out of nowhere, but I'm intrigued where it's going. Yeah, he's probably going to have to get. Is he going to get a tag team partner? Because clearly, this is headed toward him feuding with you know Legado del Fantasma, and then when Santos Escobar comes back, that's three guys. So he's going to have to find some backup. Uh, my favorite part was Beth Phoenix just kind of calling it out, being like, "Oh, look at the sexual tension between these two. I know. <laughs> That's what's going on. She didn't know why. Beth, Beth, I don't think we need you to tell us that. I think we could feel it. She's the MVP of commentary. She always always throws some comments on there that you're like, yes, that's what we're all thinking. Thank you for saying it. And Beth's got uh, an album coming out this week. Beth, Really? Yeah, I think it's like piano. I didn't dig deep into this. Yeah, she does play the piano a lot. Yeah, I'll give it a listen. Check that out. Yeah, I uh, love Beth Phoenix. Um, Carmelo Hayes lost to Pete Dunne in the main event tonight. Now, he was distracted by Johnny Gargano, but what the hell, man? Like, yeah. 50-50 booking? Yeah, this is what they do. I had a feeling he might lose because this is how they set up contenders for their titles, which I never agree with. And I also like the fact that they were building Carmelo Hayes. This guy, he says, I don't miss, which is kind of like his guarantee. He wins anytime he says that. And so... Then for him to lose, then it kind of takes a shine off of his I don't miss a catchphrase. But I will say I thought this was a great match. This might have been the best match of the 2.0 era in terms of how they worked with each other. I, I thought they had great chemistry, yeah. and I'm looking forward to seeing them again. I'm sure Carmelo will win that time, but I, I love this match. Uh, I did as well. I really, really wanted to see Carmelo go over because I felt like a win over Pete Dunn would have been yes. such a big deal. But Pete Dunn has always been quite protected within NXT. Um makes me curious about what will happen if he does get that match with um Tony D'Angelo like Glenn was saying I do think Tony will probably beat Dexter Lumis but I'm very yeah. curious about him and Pete Dunne because they don't give a win over Pete Dunne obviously to anyone but wrestling wise this was a lot of fun it was a hot main event fast pace there was a lot of really fun in-ring action tonight in NXT but this was probably my favorite match followed by it's the women much. that we talked about earlier it was a hot start and a hot end, but Pete Dunn, did he resign? I know the news was his deal was up around the same time Adam Coles was. Yeah, yes, I believe he did. Yeah. Yeah, he, he resigned for a couple of years, I think. Which is interesting. But no, I mean, I mean why wouldn't you? He's now the biggest fish in that pond right now, you could argue. Yeah, I like Pete Dunn, but he's like to me, he's kind of like a character actor. Like he's yeah, he adds a lot to it, but I mean, is he is he the future of NXT at this point? That's, he's not a complete package. He's just a really good wrestler. When I see him wrestle, he's very good in the ring, but everything else he needs work on. And, that, and that's huge. It's a huge sticking point. Yeah. Yes. Even when he smiles, he looks like he's scowling. He does. I don't, think, I don't know what it would look like for him to smile. Someone use a face app. Someone use face app. And let's see what it looks like for Pete Dunne to smile. <laughs> We've got like an Instagram no. filter for that, right? No, the face app will put those big fake teeth on him and put that big smile. I'm yeah. not doing it. I'm, t- I'm going to tweet it at you later. <laughs> tweet that shit. Or retweet it. <laughs> <sighs> he's like the kind of guy, you know, when he's when he's in a regular mood, he's listening to Morrissey and the Smiths. So when he wants to cheer up, he puts on like, uh, you know, early Depeche Mode. That's like, you know. Yes. You know, Joy Division is when he wants to have like a peppy day. <laughs> uh, no, I, and I, I think Pete Dunne's a very gifted as a wrestler, but it's just it's very interesting to me some of the moves that they're making right now with NXT. The story behind the story, when we find out all about this, when this all comes out in years to come, what's going on behind the scenes right now, I think it's going to be very fascinating. But it's, yeah. it's clear they think Mandy Rose is a superstar. They think Braun Breaker is a superstar. They clearly love Tony D'Angelo, uh, as they should. Like, but it's very interesting to see where this is all going right now. But no, this was a good episode tonight. But yeah, I mean, do I feel like it's lacking a little oomph? You know, perhaps. But hey, we got a couple weeks to to war games. 
Yeah, you. this kind of felt like NXT 1.0. Of all the shows that we've seen, because it didn't have as much quirkiness. They did have a lot of backstage vignettes, so that's more of the 2.0, because we got the stuff with uh, MSK and the Grizzled Young Vets and all that stuff. But there was a lot more wrestling, and uh, it, it did feel a lot like the old era of NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So there you have it, folks. That was tonight. Uh Tomorrow? I just, I just tweeted you guys the picture. I just tweeted yes. you guys the picture. Oh, God. I'm, I'm retweeting this right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> it looks even better than I imagined. <laughs> he looks yeah, like a stud. He's lying right <laughs> He's so funny. He looks so happy. If you guys want to see Pete Dunn as happy as he's ever looked, go to either at NYC Demon Diva with a one, at Glenn Rubenstein, two ends, or at This Is Nasty. We, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> happy Pete Dunn. He's not going to be happy when Tony and his family come for him, though. So. No, no, he's not. <laughs> no. He's going to have to go to witness protection. Yes. <laughs> Imagine. Oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> there, I retweeted it. Pete Dunn, happy as a clam. See how fast I work? I know, like, yeah. it's crazy. Meanwhile, I, I like stay up <laughs> an extra hour last night trying to, like, find the perfect uh, tribute gift uh, tribute gift to uh, the late great Dean Stockwell and Issa just, like, on the fly. It's right, yeah. Mid-sentence, yeah. just post this thing. Yeah. It's work of art. <laughs> I spend way too much time putting together these things. I will say, though, gift selection is serious business because I do the same yeah. thing, especially on Twitter. Like, you'll search a gift and you're like, well, if I pick this one, what if there's a better one? And you just keep scrolling, and next thing you know, you even forget what you were tweeting about. Well, what I end up doing a lot is um, screen recording. Like, tonight I wanted the you know top five NXT 2.0 wrestlers of all time Tony D, Tony D, Tony D, Tony D, <laughs> and Tony D. Like, I couldn't find the Dylon Chappelle gif without the text over it. So I went to YouTube, screen oh. recorded the video. Cut it down, uploaded it to Easy GIF, converted yes. it, downloaded it just to get it clean. Like I spent a lot of time. Dedication, dedication, yeah. awesome. right there. <laughs> I, I make a lot of my own animated gifts because I just can't quite find the. Or you find one that's perfect, but it's like low, shitty, like two frames yeah. a second and all pixelated. So yes. yeah, screen recording. <laughs> and I didn't even discover Easy GIF until like probably six months ago. But as a website, like that's the best one. No watermarks. No bullshit, no app to install. Like that can do it pretty quick. Yeah, Giphy has a good screen recorder too that I don't think watermarks either. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I got to get up on this stuff, man. Yeah, it's got to make it happen. <laughs> the other night I gave up uh, trying to do a Nick Khan or uh, Vince McMahon as Thanos doing the snap with a face app because it just wasn't lining up right. <laughs> <laughs> like it just oh, looked that weird. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. These are the things. These are the things we do. These are the things that wrestling, quote unquote, media does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for socials. Um, <laughs> yeah. So tomorrow night, AEW. That's exciting. Friday night. Wait, that's Alfred. Yes, SmackDown. <laughs> uh, Saturday night, full gear? Question mark? Is it this Saturday? It's this Saturday, right? Yeah. It is this Saturday. It's going to be fun. It's going to be It should be, be exciting. Show. Eddie so Kingston versus that, So I'm hoping that we get... We should get a Friday because that's the go-home show and it's live. Oh, for Rampage, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's live. Perfect. In Minneapolis. Yeah. I remember there was talk of, I mean, mm -hmm. the Mall of America, the official Twitter account where they did the first WCW Nitro, tweeted out that they would love to have AEW, but I guess there isn't enough time, but I would love to see an AEW show from Mall of America. That would be amazing. Me too. How is the Mall of America these days? I was there once in 1995, and my favorite feature of the Mall of America is on every floor there was a pretzel stand, and it was a different company. So, like, Aunt Anne's was on one floor. Hot Sam was on the next floor. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Wow. I think it's still thriving. I mean, I went down a rabbit hole of Mall of America when they sent that tweet out, and it looks like they're still doing very well. But what is there at the mall, mall of America? I know we have we have the bootleg, um, the American Dream Mall in Jersey. I call <laughs> that the bootleg Mall of America. <laughs> See, as a child and a teenager, I had my mall game on point. I would go, I would go to the Sam Goody, I would go to the Suncoast Video. I would go Hey, to the my first job was Sam Goody. Oh, there you go. I'd go to the B Dalton Books. I would go to the Spencer Gifts when I wanted just to sort of like I still go to Spencer's. What about Hot Topic? 
Well, I was pre Hot oh, Topic, yeah. man. Hot Topic. I was mm-hmm. in my twenties when that when that dropped. Oh, okay, okay. But let me tell you, like uh, the the perils of Hot Topic. Hot Topic was awesome when like your local mall didn't have a Hot Topic, but let's say like the mall like an hour away had a Hot Topic because then you could go there and you'd be the only one in town with all the cool yeah. and funny T-shirts. That's what you know, I liked and- about them. I, I yeah. used to think that they were just ours. I didn't know they were a chain because they had so many like rare gems and like you know MF yeah. Doom T-shirts and stuff. And then you find out that they're this big chain and it kind of takes a shine off. Yeah, and everyone has it. It's like it's not yeah, like other people special anymore, you know. That's why in recent years, like, we just, I mean, I go to those uh, sites where you could just, like, make your own mugs and stuff like Because I just want, you know, my, like, no Roger, no rerun, no rent, or you no know, my first name ain't baby. It's Janet, Janet Privacy mm-hmm. Control. Uh, like, we just make our own stuff now because I need, I need, my, I need my, uh, my swag to be more obscure and more yeah. inside joke. I'm with it. Yeah. Very important. So uh, that's Wrestling Inc. He's at This Is Nasty. She's at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Go and see what it looks like when Pete Dunn smiles. A simulation of Pete Dunn smiling. And I tagged him. So this is going to be good. <laughs> no. Yes. If I get blocked, it's on you. Like <laughs> HBK, JBL, there are wrestlers I've never interacted with that have blocked me because somebody <laughs> tagged me or replied to me in a thread. It's very weird. You know, yeah. you want to hear my fun uh, blocking story? Yeah. It's, uh, so Sin Cara, somebody tweeted me one time and they said, oh, do you see that Sin Cara got a new mask? And I said, well, that's funny because usually the mask gets a new Sin Cara and he blocked me. For <laughs> <that>. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you for not funny. taking a joke. <laughs> and did, uh, did you guys cover last night, Issa, how about how Lindsay Dorado is the new internet wrestling champion? The biggest baby face in the business. Alfred, no, do you not know the team? No, no, what's oh, I gotta get, I gotta get you caught up. I gotta get oh you caught God. up. You will love this one. Wait, listen, let, when we go off yeah. the air, okay. Although, although Dana Brooke's <laughs> boyfriend maybe even topped that. Right, him. right. No, no, but Lindsay, Lindsay's a real one. He wants all the smoke. Yes. Oh my God. I got so on that note, we're going to go off the air and talk about all this <laughs> right now. And we'll get you back next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.